You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 292. Hopefully, you've heard 290 and 291 already. I'm your host, Jakey Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. Again, Alex isn't here, so we have to go to the vein into the PlayStation ecosystem. Mark. Um, one day, I'm just like, that's been your intro for me, like, twice now. I'm like, I want something new, something not so, oh, yeah, we're subtle for you. He is the killer turned whore, Troy. What's the business? The man that brings the awesome yield is not here. But we do have a replacement whore, Frosty. Whose wiener's touching my wiener? Is it Tricky's? Is it Lucia's? You tell me. That's nuts. I prepared this. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he going with this? He's talking about touching wieners. Until next week, guys. Happy trophy hunting. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to go from He's lost his... That's all I got written so far. <laughs> Just one verse. Wait, wait, wait. You've written that down? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I made a Google Doc. So I wouldn't forget it. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a work so, in progress. <laughs> Thank you. Before we actually get into... The uh the meat of the the show, Frosty. Uh, meat. Have you happened to listen to episode two ninety one yet? I did. And your thoughts as the representation of remember the <clears throat> um, I to- I promise you L O O T N I L U T E. We don't play that. Uh, not according to Jared, but we won't go there. Um, oh, that little turncoat. <laughs> uh. What what are your thoughts on the challenge so far? You like it? Don't like it? What? The challenge itself, I'm indifferent because I remember distinctly doing a trophy war, which I got dragged into doing. Didn't like it, but I participated like a grown adult, manned up, took my lickings, which actually, we, you know, let's let's be real here. We held our own against the self-proclaimed trophy whores, so I think we did pretty good, considering you had a four you had a four man team versus a three man team. And we were short-manned, and we still won. We were... Sh- oh, my God. Don't give me that. We were short-manned the whole time. Even when we had our Rocket League match, it was me and Daryl. Oh, well, Rocket League, that... Look, listen, I'm willing to concede the Rocket League and drop it because that was a little unbalanced. I will get it. I won't claim that victory anymore. I, I agree with you guys. But I think that the Wait, again. is again. actually... What was that? You agree with us? Yeah, that was that was unprecedented. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of uh, I I think the decathlon actually will do good because five t- five team members each, each person playing only two games. You guys pick five games, we pick five games, and instead of a long drawn out month long war okay. where everybody's getting tired and frustrated and the pressure's on, your pressure's only on for two games. So we've already had Mark throw down the challenge to you in Street Fighter. I had more challenges, by the I way. Think, yeah, don't. I think all that's right, fair. First of all, let's address this, Mark. Okay. Right, I get right. it if you want to challenge me at Rocket League. You want to challenge me at Call of Duty. 
I'm down, whatever. But don't bring your little chihuahua ass up in the jungle and bark at a lion. Mm. Sorry, I was taking a drink there. I'm just like, okay, um, <laughs> sure. I mean, I've, I've seen you I mean, if you want to go, I mean, if you want to go, we'll go. I mean, okay. This, but this if you want to stay, awkward. if you, you want to stay... I don't know, street throw down. If you want to street, I mean, we could do Street Fighter. We could do we could do a, a round robin best of three. We could do Street Fighter. Then we could do Marvel's Capcom. Maybe throw Mortal Kombat. We could do a whole bunch of fighting games. Dude, I am down with that for real. No injustice though, because I mean, I'm a DC Comics fan, and that game visually just hurts my soul. The character models. <laughs> so and the, uh, the game. I mean, mechanics. negotiations <laughs> for all this is going to come at a later date. Yeah, it, yes, there's just so much needs to be worked podcast. out for how like that's set up because it's just like. I was calculating my head. I was like, "Oh, and then, it, it and then it's, it's it's a separate. First, it's a negotiation to figure out what games are going to be played, and then it's a separate negotiation to figure out the terms of each individual game. So it's it's going to be a process." WWE Two K Seventeen has to be on that list somewhere because I don't get pinned. I kick out at two constantly. Mm. Why why are you why are you revealing our secrets? They're not your secrets. It's no secret. Anyone who's my videos are public. Yes. I do not get pinned but in WWE Two K Seventeen. The thing is, is you no don't secret, tell tricky. them the you game. You suck. We all know it. See, yeah. look at this. I, you come I on. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, hold on. You come on my show, and, and you just re- we're going to edit you completely out of the show now. <laughs> I bring you on here as a guest. As a guest, Olive Branch, Olive Garden. And you insult stuff. his pimp. And, and you just you just insult me. I mean, insult Tricky all you want. Some of the stuff might be accurate, but just, just leave, leave, put some respect in my name. Okay? <laughs> Is my camera on? I don't know. I'm not looking at the computer because i'm trying to get those last okay. few trophies in 15 <laughs> all right so we'll we'll leave the smack talk to the the raging chihuahua of the loot crew and that's daryl because you know his bark is definitely worse than his bike <clears throat> well i will say this i have not talked to the guys about it in depth i've mentioned it to them i said hey y'all need to listen to Episode 291, you need to skip to... Well, listen to the episode, but skip to housekeeping. <laughs> just, just skip straight to the end. Just right. skip to the, the end where they say goodbye, everybody. Uh, but yeah, I told them to skip to housekeeping and listen to this garbage that I was hearing that was you guys issuing us a challenge. Now, a couple of the guys are quiet, and that scares me. Now, there's one guy in particular that's down for the challenge. Now, granted, I haven't had a chance to talk to him in person about this, so we will... And I'm assuming that's Daryl. Well, I'm not going... Hey, I'm not going... You don't want to give out your secrets? I'm not going to give out my secrets, all right? Well, it's no secret who's going to be down for the challenge (laughs) that's going to be Daryl. All right, Tricky, I'm going to have to ask you to back up, all right, Uh, before I call the police. You're asking me to back up on my own show. See? Look at this. The 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 level of respect given right now is just just horrendous they need the listenership we're trying to help them like he's on the show he can plug his show and this and that we're helping them oh, out oh speak speaking of helping them out mark because we all know we're gonna win this challenge like last year yeah and the bet was is that we would actually do a show of remember the loot which would only boost their oh. numbers frosty doesn't want to do that it would double their listenership easily like it could be the worst show ever, but it'll still be better. Let's do as we do every week and give you an updated trophy count. I am level 32, total trophies of 7,838, with a plaque count of 69. <laughs> Alex, is, Alex is level 28, total trophies of 5,919, with a plaque count of 82 in 81 games. 
Yield is level 24. Total trophies of 4,432. With a plaque count of 64 in 64 games. I was going to say something smart-ass, but it didn't come into my head quick enough. Troy. I am currently level 19 with a total trophy count of 3,304 with 39 plats. I don't think I earned a single trophy this week. Nope. Mark. I am still level 27, but my trophy count is now 6,738 with a new platinum count of 31. That's right. Another one. Woohoo! Where'd you get the plat in? I got the plat in this war of mine, the little ones. Great game. I love that. Frosty. I'm a level 15 with a trophy count of 1,868 and 10 plats. Oh, so you're, you're actually counting the plat that somebody else got for you? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. Frosty is a proud owner of the IMAO Platinum. You're the proud owner of He's two of those. Yeah, I, I didn't say anything wrong. I just said I'm the <laughs> you're the proud owner, owner of that game, and you actually played it. <laughs> I paid I paid ninety nine cents for two platinums. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what we call, according to the Trophy Horse Bill of Rights, which is still being written, a chump. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, I, I don't think I put a poll in. I got to put a poll in the chat. Uh, let's I'll, get into what we're playing. I'll put a poll uh, in. Frosty, since you spoke up, you can tell us what you're playing. Ah, oh, crap! Right now, I'm playing Street Fighter. He needs to practice. <laughs> no, you need to practice. Uh, playing Street Fighter. I'm getting back into like ranked matches and stuff. Um, haven't had a fight night in a while. I've been talking to Chris Fowler, Fight Stick Guy. Shout out to Chris Fowler. Uh, we're trying to get one set up soon. Uh, we're probably going to go live again. Well, that's something we haven't done in a while with our fight nights. We haven't gone live. Um, think about maybe doing a giveaway or something when we do. Uh, it's always a lot of fun hooking up and, and playing You know, some matches locally. Uh and, like, getting to know some of the people in the local fighting game community has, has been a blast. You know, there's a lot of really cool guys locally that and just very, very good at the game, you know. And so you learn a lot and you get to know, you know, some awesome people. So um, there's a tournament this month, at, I think at the end of the month, in town. I'm going to try to make it to um, if everything works out. It's been working so much. Um, other than that, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15. It's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I haven't – every time I, 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 like, dive into it and, and, and stream it or whatever – um, I always get caught up playing something else, usually Street Fighter or uh, Odin Sphere, which is another game I've been playing, and it's fantastic. I am currently on the Cornelia story arc, and I think I'm about halfway done with that. So it's a pretty lengthy game, actually. Um, my only complaint about the game, you know, like the game's beautiful. It's fast-paced. It's awesome. Uh, it's basically like a 2D. It's like a really colorful 2D action beat-em-up with RPG elements. That was a last-generation PS2 game that got uh, ported over. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Blue talked about it before on the show. Um, oh, really good here? game. Yeah. Yes, I think really back good. When it was coming out. I mentioned it. I haven't played it yet. I have it. I just haven't played it. I've got a backlog, but it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very Speaking good. Speaking of backlogs, man, I've been finding like random ass games just laying <laughs> around my house that are still shrink wrapped, and I'm like, fuck. Oh my god. Like they're not even like normally on my shelf. They're just like I found it under a bunch of boxes. I'm like, oh shit, dude, my backlog is insane. What uh, any notables in that backlog? No, well, this one here that's sitting here is what that Senren Kagura game, the one with the chicks who are like shinobis or something like that. Um, it's like a brawler. You, you punch them and their clothes fall off. So I hear. Hey, I like that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I mean, think that's a Kiba's trip. 
I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be a lot of different games. But, yeah, I think that's the same with this one. They're like ninja chicks, and they, like, fight. It's almost like a, it seems like it's almost like a, uh, what's the hell is that game? The freaking uh, Dinosaur. brawler game. Anyway, yeah, that's just sitting right here because I found it just laying around today. I've got so many random-ass games just laying around. I don't remember buying that. It's like, okay. That's great. I, I, I have all my games in front of me on a shelf, and... I look at these the pile occasionally, and it's funny because every day I see something in there that I haven't beaten yet, and I'm like, oh, I need to play that. <laughs> like uh, Dishonored. <laughs> staring me right in the face right now, and I'm like, I really need to play and beat that game because it's really cool, but I'm so involved in other games, and there's so many more coming out, and my wallet hates my life. Yeah. So that's about it. Odin Sphere, Street Fighter, and uh, Final Fantasy XV. So. Troy, what, what have you been playing? <laughs> So, this week, I started playing some Metal Gear Solid Five again. Um, I own that on PC, and the reason why I started playing it is because I picked up a Steam Link. So, I was actually streaming it from my computer, which is upstairs, to my television downstairs. Uh, so, I was testing that setup out, and it works pretty flawlessly, which is pretty dope. Because normally, if I wanted to play my PC games on my big TV downstairs, I had to lug my computer down there and hook it up and then find a place to set it so it's out of the way. Uh, this little Steam Link thing's pretty dope. lets me uh, play games through my home network on my big TV without having to take my computer down there. Um, just fiddled around with that, uh, did some developments, did some, uh, what do you call them, the uh, side ops and all that stuff, just just digging around with it. Um, also this week I played some, so in celebration of the uh, the reveal and the, and the uh, availability of uh, pre-orders of the new Nintendo console. I played some Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Uh, basically went through and unlocked all of the characters that aren't unlocked to begin with. It was just kind of an idle thing. I was sitting there watching television with my wife with the uh, gamepad in front of me just kind of going through and, and unlocking all the characters. And then last night, while watching Fast and Furious movies, because I had this strange itch to go through and watch all kinds of Fast and Furious movies, I was actually playing Mario Kart doing the same thing, just going through to unlock characters and, and cart pieces and stuff like that. Uh, and finally, the only other thing I've been playing this week is uh, Final Fantasy 1. Yep. Um, I started <laughs> playing, uh, so anybody who doesn't know, I've started streaming on the Proven Gamer uh, Twitch, yeah, you have. Twitch channel. Um, and so I picked up my Final Fantasy game there. It's, it was already in progress, and I've played a couple days at that. And it's, it's pretty dope being able to uh, have that venue. I'm planning on streaming uh, most nights of the week after Frosty's stream's done. Um, yeah, so definitely you do. check that out. Um, but but yeah, so I, I just played played some Final Fantasy, some original Final Fantasy. Um, my big goal with my stream is not necessarily to... I mean, the games are, are kind of a side thing. I'd really encourage everybody to come and hang out and kind of shoot the breeze, especially a game like Final Fantasy. It doesn't take a whole lot of mental fortitude and concentration, so it's more of a chance for everybody to kick back in the stream and kind of shoot the breeze and everything like that. So I, I hope you know some of the listeners will take some time to join us in that stream. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And that's all I've been playing. Uh, the vein, Mark. Well, uh, because of my most recent Platinum, I was playing this War of Mine for a majority of the week. I still love that game. Even though I have the Platinum, I'm not removing it off my hard drive. I'm still going to continue to play it just because it's that great of a game. So if you haven't downloaded it, it's free for PlayStation Plus. There's no excuse. And I also jumped into Final Fantasy XV. I finished the main story last night at like 3 a.m. Because I love that game. And it's amazing. And I'm actually playing it right now because I'm about to get the Platinum. That's really... Oh, and then I actually uh, 
taking a page out of Troy because I have the Steam link. I was uh, actually playing a PC game this week. I was uh, I jumped back into Dead by Daylight because I don't know why Friday the Thirteenth. You know, on this I had like that itch to play some sort of like murderous serial killer type games, and since it's online only, it's fun to just play as a killer and go around and just take out people. Yeah, that's the one. It's like uh, almost like what's that other game where Evolve. one person can be the monster Evolve. and yeah, yeah. So basically, one person is the uh, the serial killer. Like they've got Jason and stuff like that, and then everybody else are the survivors trying to what start up engines and stuff to open up the gates to get to escape while the the killers hunting them through the map. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's one of those things though. It's like if you play the game enough. You, and you're playing with your friends, you kind of get the, the, the groove going of and the pattern of being able to... Once you know the maps, it's like, okay, I know where the generators are. You go to Strat, I'm going to go. And it I don't want to say it loses its fun being the survivors, but there's always... Uh, being the killer is more fun because, obviously, people are stupid. <laughs> Just in general, people, yeah. Is that still in early access, or is that fully released now? Uh, I don't know. I think it's fully released i don't know they, they they still update and add content so i don't yeah that's i mean early access and fully released anymore doesn't mean a lot in a lot of games but uh last i knew that was in early access so i wasn't sure if they had been full released yet or not I'm s- i saw a video clip of uh of that game it looked hilarious because like it was like the survivor was playing and like they turn around and saw jason and they tried to turn around and run and they're like bumping into walls and stuff and they couldn't get away fast enough and then jason just walked up and grabbed him <laughs> killed him <laughs> i felt so bad for him because <laughs> you know the game's like in early access or whatever and it's just uh i don't know i, I thought it was funny yeah no <laughs> doubt i'm since most of us are playing final fantasy um did anyone else hear because it hasn't been fully announced yet the final fantasy 30th anniversary collection on ps4 yet no you about the delicious mm-hmm. it's basically everything final fantasy 1 to 9 on a single disc then oh yeah, yeah, no, 10, I have 10, seen 2 that. HD, uh, twelve, the Zodiac Age, the thirteen trilogy, fifteen, and all DLC, and then apparently it's going to come with a Realm Reborn, including all the expansions and a three month subscription and a special item, uh, uh, item for Final Fantasy eleven mobile and Final Fantasy fifteen, and then I was just like, that's really cool. It's like the Crystal Complete Edition. There's going to be three different versions of this collection. And the Crystal Complete yeah. Edition comes with all that stuff, and then it also comes with uh, two discs for soundtracks, a crystal necklace, a Moogle plush, a Black Mage statue, a whole bunch of trading cards, um, Advent Children on Blu-ray, Kingsglaive, and Brotherhood Final Fantasy Fifteen on Blu-ray, and it comes in a cool like chest with like a wood chest with like the Final Fantasy like main logo like on top of it. But they haven't kind of do. They haven't announced it yet, though. It just all got completely leaked, and all they had was, like, the banner image saying coming 2017, so I guess their hand's kind of forced, and they're going to be officially announcing it soon. But I figure because most of us, like, Troy, are playing Final Fantasy 1, me and, me, and, me and Frosty over here are playing Final Fantasy 15, I'm pretty sure Tricky, yeah. we're going to get to what Tricky's playing in a second. I just figured, there's a lot of Final Fantasy stuff going on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I I own a good chunk of the early games. I bought them all up on uh, PSN sales to play on my Vita. Uh, that's why I started with one. So like this this uh, special edition, whatever, like seems dope as hell. But I already own most of the game, so I probably won't end up getting it. But it seemed like a pretty dope thing to have all of the Final Fantasies up to this point, kind of in one collection. It's a lot of platinums. 
Tricky, what have you been playing? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15. That's all I played all week. I noticed. Yes. Just to, how's I, it I going? Actually, it's going good. Uh, I'm sorry, I was distracted. What are you by, doing? Uh, He's distracted again. You got to turn your camera on so we can keep tabs on you, Tricky. No, right, don't turn no. your camera on. He's just going to show the Zelda sh- sword and shield. Wait, I thought, I thought my ta- no, actually, I thought my camera was on. Um, no, I was uh, taking care of some business. Sorry. Business. Uh, yeah, I, I like Final Fantasy. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, I'm currently on the last chapter. I actually got to the last chapter and then uh, used Umbra to go back in the past. I'm doing all the side missions, trying to knock out as much as I can before I finish it off. Um, but actually, I heard that was pretty stupid to do because there's some side missions you can't do until after you beat the game. Mm. So, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Isn't there like a, like a major part of this game that's like not even unlocked until after you finish the main story? Uh, what is a major part? There's a well, it's, good, it's a there's there's like dungeons say, and stuff in yeah, but I mean it. like an actual like major. I I don't want to call it a character, but it's a, a mainstay of Final Fantasy games that doesn't actually even get unlocked until i'm trying not to spoil oh i know i know what you're talking about and yes that it is post game it's one of the few things on my list but because it's not platinum trophy related i'm going to casually avoid it fair enough okay hold on one second guys i'm sorry but now i'll trigger it but we can go back to the 30th anniversary so the 30th anniversary collection is gonna be freaking (laughs) amazing like i don't know like i like you i bought i'm like you i bought like you know one and stuff like that like plays like the playstation one like origin digital ones to play on the vita and everything but just the fact that you can't play most of them on the ps or any classic ps1 games on the four i just like the idea that i can have one through four they're also gonna have the original the super nintendo final fantasy i think one and three officially finally translated to english and included in that yeah and i was like mm. cool i was like so this is that. is this this is all set up to be playable on the PlayStation 4, then? It's PlayStation 4 only for the collection, yeah. And there's a regular oh, okay. version of it that comes with just 1 through 9 um, on one disc. And then there's another version that comes with 1 through 9, 10, and 10, 2 HD. And then, I believe, 12. And then the other version, the crystal one that I listed everything, that one just comes with fucking everything. I think that one's going to be probably like 100... It's, it's going to be... Probably under two hundred, but probably in like the one seventy range. Cool. Which I'm like, it's worth it. I like Final Fantasy. I'm like, after fifteen, kind of like I played thirteen. I didn't like twelve. I honestly didn't. I didn't like ten too. I didn't like anything from thirteen. And I was like, I was kind of iffy on playing fifteen. And then I was like, oh, fifteen kind of like was that like refreshing mouthwash to just rinse the taste of thirteen out of my mouth. So I'm I'm coming back to the series. Um, I played the first Final Fantasy on the NES back in the day when I was a little kid, so I didn't really grasp what was going on or anything about it. And I've kind of dabbled in a few of the Final Fantasies along the way. I think I tried a little bit of 7, uh, a little bit of 10, um, but never really got into them. So this was my idea was to start over from scratch, and that's why uh, on the Twitch channel I've been playing Final Fantasy 1 because it's been probably 20 30 years since i played it last and uh yeah just to just to kind of get an idea of it it's kind of my goal now to go through and play a lot of these jrpgs that i never really gave much of a chance that's kind of my goal that's why like i want to finish 15 and i want to go back and play but i'm like if they're all gonna be on ps4 i'm not gonna go and 
bust out the NES that still works. I don't want to put too much more mileage on that console because I still have my original NES I got when I was a kid. Spoiler alert, I, I broke out my GameCube uh, a couple days ago to plug it into my capture card to make sure I could stream it, and it absolutely works. And then when I bought this GameCube, because I bought it secondhand, it actually had a Game Boy player like tacked onto it, and I didn't pay any extra for it. So all I really had to do was go source the disc for it. So I plugged that in, and I can even stream things like uh, Advance Wars and stuff like that. So that's pretty dope. Best Game Boy Advance game ever. That's awesome. And we still don't have a Tricky. No, well, what the hell's going so on? So we know Tricky's been playing 15. <laughs> Obviously, he I don't know if it was edited out of the shows that we did before the year started, but he never took me up on my challenge of who could get the Final Fantasy 15 Platinum first, whereas I said I would get to take over and host and do the whole entire agenda for one whole show if I got the Platinum first, and if he got the Platinum first, I would not make a division joke for three months' worth of shows. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't take me up on that. And here we are. You're hosting the show. I know, basically. <laughs> but, so, while we're on, talk about, you know, streaming and Final Fantasy, let's talk about other nice new things that are on the market. Did you guys know Sony has announced a white PS4 Slim? Yes, I have. It looks awesome. I didn't know until just now. Which? I'm actually going to pull it up and look at the pictures. So... As IGN writes, Sony has revealed the first color variant for the new slim version of the PS4, Glacier White. So far announced as a 500 gig model for Europe and, a f- and as a 501 terabyte model for Japan, there's no word on North American or Australian release yet. The console also comes with a white edition of the updated PS4 controller, which I still haven't used yet. It appears to be a permanent addition to Sony's console lineup as opposed to a limited edition. No official price has yet been announced. The Glacier White console will be released on January 24th in Europe and February 23rd in Japan. I'm kind of torn on this. Like, so when it comes to like color palette, like white is one of my favorites. Um, Like I love white cars. I have a white Lexus. Uh, Like I just really like the way it looks. Um, But as far as the console is concerned, I actually, I'm cool with having black. My console just sits on my entertainment center underneath my TV and all my consoles are black. I got a black Wii U. I've got a black PS4. I got a black Xbox one and they just kind of sit there and they're, they're understated, which I kind of like. So I, I don't know how much I'm really interested in a white PlayStation. (laughs) My main thing is, they just got the PS4 Pro coming out already for, what, over a month, almost two months now? And it's like, do we really need to start trying to make variations of colors for the Slim? You think they'd want to sell the PS4 Pro? It's just like, I don't understand, you know, why they would... I get it, because different colors... They do this before, like, when they did the Supers... um, um, the Super Slim for the PlayStation 3, they did, like, the uh, purple one for, what, uh, Ratchet and Clank, and then they had the God of War red one. So I get the PS4's been out long enough, they're going to start doing color variations, but the Pro's only two months old. You figure they'd be trying to pump out the Pro, maybe make a different color for the Pro, maybe, like, drop the price of the bundle with the PSVR to make people actually want to buy it more. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that's a really good know. point. Uh, I mean, the coolest the coolest part about this news is the fact that it is a PS4 Slim. Like, my wife has the Slim with the Uncharted 4 bundle she got for Christmas, and the uh, thing looks great. It runs great. Um, <clears throat> granted, it's not bogged down by, you know, all the multitude of games like I have, but uh, uh, the, I don't know. The control feels good. You know, it's a PlayStation 4, and, and I argued this when the, the Pro came out. Granted, I know they're trying to usher in this whole movement with, for, like, 4K gaming and stuff, but, like, my PS4 
runs great. It's, it was a launch PS4. It's a little loud, but like it still runs great. It feels great. Um, it's one of those things where like I feel like if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. You know. <laughs> Speaking of loud, man, I've so I I stream from my office in here where the computer and everything's at, and I was playing uh, Final Fantasy One on the PlayStation Three, and uh, boy, man, that motherfucker is loud. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the PS4 is definitely loud too. Uh, at least the yeah. original that I've got. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. That bad man cool. PS4 sounds like more ridiculous. options are better than less options. But right, I it's just not for me. I think it's just the timing. Like, I mean, I don't. I like if they had launched like the white slim, maybe uh, the same time the slims actually started coming out. I still think the whole launching of the slim and the PS4 Pro were still too close together. Yeah. So I don't. Or at least the announcements were like, weren't they in the exact same event? Yeah. Like the slim was announced at the beginning of the event, and then the pro was announced at the end. And I think the pro came out three weeks after the slim, so it was kind of just like two. They're 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 showing, and then obviously in between both of those coming out was the PSVR. So it was just like that's too much. Like if this was a white PS4 Pro, I could see that, you know, maybe ushering in some more sales. The only people who are going to buy this are like people who don't have a PlayStation 4 yet that want one but don't want to buy the Pro because the Xbox One S plays 4K Blu-rays and the Pro doesn't. Yeah. Well, so we're still talking about Sony. Let's talk about a one of the staples of the Sony-exclusive franchises as God of War, Kratos' son's name has been revealed because parents name their kids. This comes right down. <laughs> the name of Kratos' son in Sony's upcoming... The upcom- kid has a name. He has a name, and his name is Atreus. God of War director Corey Bal- Barlog. I'm also on Balrog because I'm thinking of Street Fighter. <laughs> Corey Barlog confirmed that the character's name in a post on Twitter, crediting a fan who discovered the name in the comments section of God of War E3 2016 Overture MP3 file. There's an image and it says flat out in the comments of it an introduction to Kratos and Atreus. Following Sony's mm-hmm. announcement at E3 2016 that Sony's Santa Monica is developing a new God of War. Barlog confirmed that the upcoming PS4 exclusive will be a single-player-only experience and won't serve as Kratos' final game. Which is obviously true, because as long as they're making money, we're going to keep getting Kratos. So what are your thoughts about Atreus? Is there, do you guys think of any, like, maybe Norse or Greek mythology references the name might be referring to that could possibly hint at what what's the deal with this kid? No, not offhand. I just think of uh, the never-ending story. I know, I wanted to say Atreyu. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, there's probably some sort of weird link, but I honestly don't know enough about the mythology to know for sure. Well, according to the Greek mythologies, uh, he is the king um, of... Okay, I'm going to butcher this, and I wish the goddess was here, because she actually speaks Greek. I'll pronounce some of these names. In Greek mythology, uh, Atreus was the king of Massey and... In the P E L N O P O N N E S E. Sure. His sons are known. His brother, his and his brother were exiled from their father for murder, and their half brother. So maybe that's why he is with Kratos. Maybe it's not actually Kratos' son. Would you like me to repeat the sentence because I pulled it up as well for clarity? Go ahead, sir. Okay, Atreus was the king of Messenae in the Peloponnese. He is the son of Pelops and Hippodamia, the father of Agamemnon and Menelaus. 
collectively. Hipper, Hipperdamia. It's that good old American name. Agamemnon, I think, is the other name. Yeah, that just was like the beginning part, but I don't. I don't know if we want to like. Get, so he's like Greek. supposed to be like Kratos's adopted son, unless they well, the rewrote way, history. Well, the next line says that Kratos and his twin brother Diocese were exiled from their father for murdering their half brother, Chris, Christ Pisces, and their desire for the throne of for of Olympia. So maybe this is tying back in, and maybe this isn't Norse mytholo- mythology. This is actually. Uh, Greek mythology. Wait, pause. Did oh. you say Rice Krispies? Like, I was paying attention. Yes. I literally was like, wait, someone say Rice Krispies because that's the best <laughs> name for a kid ever. Or or maybe it's Atreus and Kratos were, uh, you know, their characters are coming from Greek Greek mythology, but maybe they are going into North Norse mythology now. So I don't know. But that's Sweet. the history according to Wikipedia. Of Atreus. Yeah, it was just, All right. I was just curious because I was just like, well, as we know with God of War, anytime there's outside of Zeus stuff, anytime there's a character name that wasn't directly a Greek god or anything, there's been a reason for that name. So it's like, obviously, also, the internet is probably really bored with the lack of any, like, real news about God of War outside of, you know, E3 and press. Well, I just, I just find it weird that here we are seven months later... And somebody's just now finding this in the MP3. They're probably like uh, editing I, I don't, iTunes library. Like, I'm bored. I'm going to organize yeah, all I my music. I don't go into the metadata of my MP3s on a regular basis. So. <laughs> no, well, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying, like, the, the how, how often does something like this slip through the cracks? And there, there are found any within hours. Of, there are any number of really bored motherfuckers sitting around picking shit apart. Hey, a lot of things get slipped through the cracks, if you know what I mean. Yeah, mm. we know what you mean. Mm. We know you. We know you know all about the cracks. <laughs> I mean, I was just making an accurate statement. You don't have to mock me, but I wasn't mocking you. What happens if you come on our I show? Not... You started off. See, let's, you shouldn't have started off on the show the way you did. Should have came in. Should have came in with the <laughs> well, respect. And I thought that's why Tricky invited me on the show to make perverted jokes to keep the flow. Oh no, the perverted jokes are oh, fine. I'm talking no. about the respect <laughs> in my name. Well, respect, speaking man. of starting off. Ubisoft is apparently starting off Ghost Recon Wildlands with a short film. Oh, you're hosting uh, I didn't hear either one of you guys I said, what oh, you said. You said oh, hi, Triggy, and I said, oh, you're hosting again? Yes, I'm back to host it again. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for filling in for me while I was dealing with some issues. Sneaky did an little, awesome job. Sneaky oh, little weasel. Uh, but you guys just, just just destroyed my segue, just so you know. Proving a point. Uh War Within the Cartel was announced. It's a 30-minute live-action film. will premiere in February prior to the game's launch. Ubisoft has announced a, a live-action Ghost Recon Wildlands short film, War Within the Cartel. The 30-minute short stars T.I. and will be exclusively produced by Star Trek and Amazing Spider-Man writer Roberto Orsi. It will premiere on Ubisoft's Twitch channel on February 16th and will then be available to, for on Amazon for free to Amazon Prime subscribers. War Within the Cartel will focus on the Santa Blanca drug cartel as they seek to flush out the traitor within their ranks, with T.I. portraying a member of the cartel named Marcus. The short is directed by Avi Yubian, who previously directed The Walking Dead Season 5 episode Now. Aside from Orsi, War Within the Cartel is also produced by American Gods actor Orlando Jones and L.A.-based studio Legion of Creatives. 
According to Ubisoft, the end of the film would lead directly into the events at the beginning of Ghost Recon Wildlands. Now, this is not the first time Ubisoft has done this, because they did <laughs> yeah, they a did. short film for The Division as well. Yeah, that happened. Not the short film, the game itself, Division. That happened. Well, then there was all the <laughs> shit that led up to the new Final Fantasy game, too. Like, that all kind of linked yeah, into it. Yeah, they had Brotherhood, Kingsglaive. But, I mean, I'll watch it because um, I'm actually excited for Ghost Recon. I like the premise, for sure. I'll definitely check this out, and I'm... I'm wary of kind T.I.'s of... acting abilities. <laughs> He's oh, acted God. before, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, so hasn't Ja Rule, so... Ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily yeah, put those two in the exact same boat, though. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think Ja Rule is kicking himself in the ass for what he did with Fast and the Furious. Oh, man. Well, I, was, I actually watched that yesterday. That's, that's why really I brought funny. it up, because it was on TV. You know, the funny thing is, is Ja Rule was supposed to be... Um, was it Ludacris' character? I thought it was Tyrese. No, in, he was, in two? The, one that Ty, the character Tyrese plays... Yeah. Ja Rule oh, okay. was supposed to be in that role for the rest of the movie, but after he did Too Fast, Too Furious, no, he they just went did to the first make one. the next movie, and he wanted too much money, and he thought he was untouchable, and he demanded too much money, and when they didn't give him the money, he said, I'm out of the movie. They said, fine, fuck you, and they moved on. Huh. Pretty yeah, sure he was going to say, fine, fuck you. He was sure right. like, good luck on the, your future endeavors. Yeah, that was a <laughs> but I, I <laughs> But I, but think about how the Fast and Furious movies would be now if it was Ja Rule in that role. It wouldn't have ever <laughs> made a pass four. Tokyo Drift would have been considered the best one. All right, moving on to our next topic. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series plot has been revealed. Uh, Telltale's take on Guardians of the Galaxy has seemingly had its plot synopsis revealed on the, on the retailer's website. Part of GameStop pre-order page as spotted by Bleeding Cool. The synopsis reads... Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, delivers a brand new story of the universe's unlikeliest heroes, the ragtag brand of outlaws who go by the name Star-Lord, Gamora, Drac- Drax, Ro- uh, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. In the wake of an epic battle, the Guardians discovered an artifact of unspeakable power. Each of the Guardians has a reason to desire this relic, as does a ruthless enemy who is at the last of her kind and will stop at nothing to tear it from their hands. Quote, From the Earth to the Milano to the Nowhere... And beyond, and set to the beat of awesome music, this five-part episodic series puts you in the rocket-powered boots of Star-Lord in the original Guardians adventure, told in a unique and a unique and award-winning Telltale style, where your decisions and your actions will drive the path of your stories you experienced. Yep. So I'm I'm completely okay with this. I mean, I I'm I'm a fan of the comics, so. I'm not going to say already what I know what the artifact is or who the villain would be because I feel like the way Telltale has done their episodic games, the villain and the artifact and what it really is isn't going to be revealed within the first one or two episodes. So it's kind of like one of those... I know a lot of people who probably have already figured out. And it's like, uh, you should kind of keep stuff like that just in case it's a spoiler. I just... I just really, it's probably one of the, it's, it's probably one of the very six Infinity Stones. I just kind of wish... I still don't want this... Like, we talked about it before. Like, I... After Batman and the humor of Tales from Borderlands, I think Guardians of the Galaxy would be a really good Telltale game. I still was kind of upset it wasn't, like, Moon Knight. So it's... Okay. Am I the only one tired of Telltale games? 
I've got a bunch of them just sitting in my backlog waiting for another trophy war. I'm not motivated enough to play them as they come out, so I'll hold on to them. My issue with my issue with Tokyo Games is like the writing is the writing is really good. Like I actually want to play the Batman Tokyo game simply because well I really like Batman and uh, it'd be just like a cool chill game to play through. You know where my decisions actually mean something towards the end and hopefully into season two whatever. Um, my issue with Telltale is like it's the same engine. It's, it's always the same engine. Even when they say it's an updated well, engine, it's the same engine, and like the gameplay is just boring. Like it's the story's really cool. Like I, I, I can't stress that enough. I scream it from a mountaintop. Like stories in Telltale games are awesome. I just feel like some of these writers for Telltale need to like get their hands on a real game and like with with real gameplay elements, you know? Because like being it like. Like, take The Walking Dead, for, exa- for example, like, uh, the first one, when you use Lee, like, you're just walking, and you're just kind of examining stuff on the shelf, and then something will happen, and you press a button corresponding to your choice, and it's like, you do that over and over again, and, like... Well, that's what a point-and-click adventure yeah, is. It's, it's yeah. those quick-time events. It's not that's, that's like game. Yeah, but it's... That, uh, that's like, an, it's that's like, as, that's like asking Infinity Stone to make a third-person action shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just, to me, it's... It just, at this point, it just seems like cash grab, especially when they're riding on the success of like The Walking Dead, because it's a big series and on TV. Everyone's watching it, um, except for me. I refuse to watch it. I'm not gonna watch the show until like to maybe like ten years later. Right. I'll secretly watch it. And I won't tell anybody. But it's all on Netflix. Uh, you don't tell anyone. All hipster ass. <laughs> yeah, like I'll be wearing it with my like. Hey man, you guys check out this Walking Dead show. Man, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone's like, what? I like the lack like, of CG. <laughs> I like tweeting it. Like this walk of dead is special. You should check it out. Like whatever loser. If you really want to like but with the engine, like you brought up the engine house if you play like the first season of The Walking Dead and you want like but they tell like um Batman aside, Minecraft story mode, ta- like um Tales of Borderland aside, but if you just play like the first two episodes of season one of the Walking Dead from Telltale, and then you just play the first episode of the Michonne three-part series. They did, you can tell the leaps and bounds. Like they polished, upgraded, and that engine has changed a lot. I feel like if the engine was the same that it was in season one of the Walking Dead, the games probably wouldn't be as enjoyable as they are now because they've kind of made the interaction level not just point-click, quick time only now. Okay, so with mean, the new Walking Dead season that started, I'm actually thoroughly impressed with it. I think I want Telltale to make more games. Yeah, maybe I'm just being too harsh on the game because uh, I hear a lot about these games, you know. But they're they're releasing these games so fast, like. Yeah, but you also got to remember Telltale. Yeah, they cashed in on the success of The Walking Dead. I, that's a hundred percent accurate. But I think from The Walking Dead, they have proved themselves. I mean, going back to um, Back to the Future. God, why am I drawing a blank right now? What's the next game they made after The Walking? No. Oh, I thought you were talking for you. Um, the Walking Dead. They did Wolf, the Among, Wolf Us, Among Us, which was the best one. Yeah, the Wolf Among Us. You know, they've come out with quality games afterwards. Tales of Tales from the Borderlands is fucking phenomenal. Batman. Uh, I'm only th- I'm only through chapter three. I still got to finish four and five. Um, I may actually do that tonight after the recording. Um, yeah, th- they they have proven themselves to be good storytellers, like you said. Yeah. But to ask them to do another style of game. Like I said, that's like Infinity Ward asking them to make like an Uncharted or have Naughty Dog make a first-person shooter. Which it's I think they can do. Naughty Dog's first-person shooter. Oh no, I I, I fully believe Duty. they can do. I no, I fully believe they can do it. But 
that's not what they're known they for. So they're gonna keep going with what they know they they can do. If you're, that's like asking Media Molecule not to make a a, a create game. That's yeah. like so. Think about it this way: Telltale, Telltale Games. When you think of point and click episodic games, they're the if you're the best in a genre, you stay with it. Basically, like I, I mean, Ubisoft. I mean, aside because they made the division. Um, but it's just like like Infinity War. This that they do Call of Duty. They know shooters. EA. They have different developers like Dice, Battlefield. That's why Dice, the Frostbite engine. They just make engines and they make Battlefield. It's Telltale. They in it's not just Walking Dead. Like I. Don't get mad, but I think it's funny when everyone's like, "Oh man, Telltale's great." I'm glad they came, like they finally came out and did like The Walking Dead. It's like, it's like that's you know everyone thinks The Walking Dead was the first thing they made. I'm like, no, they did Back no. to the Future. They did Jurassic Park. Yep. Yes, Jurassic Park was very broken game, but it was fun. They actually this isn't The Walking Dead isn't the first major franchise or license they've worked with before, and I it's not going to be the last. I just find it funny that they just did a DC game for Batman. Now they're doing a Marvel. They kind of got their hand in two different cookie jars. Hmm. Wherever that money comes from, all right. That Disney that's already that I mean, I've made that argument. Yeah, I, I mean, I've made this argument before with some of the guys on Remember the Loot. Like, it's fine if that, that's what they're good at and they're making money. You know, like I'm not trying to say stop doing it. Like by any means, I just uh, me personally, I'm um, I'm ready to see them take that next step and do something bold, which I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because they're just they're good at what they do. Like you said, you know, like. Uh, Stick with stick with what you know, you know. Yeah, no, um, I I'm in the same boat. Like I feel like they're just kind of at a point of saturation, and it's it's kind of a double edged sword because they're at they have so many games coming out because they have been so successful and so many franchises are willing to work with them. But at the same time, I'm getting kind of burnt out on that type of game, so I'm not wanting to consume them as they come out. Like I end up getting them on PS Plus or you know if they go on sale or whatever. But it's I'm I'm not feeling the drive to play every new Telltale game as it comes out. Like it's like oh I'll I'll play that eventually because I know it's a quality game. I'm just kind of feeling fatigue on on that style of game because of the rate that they're coming out. Yeah, and I get it. Like, is it, like I was concerned with uh, like them doing too much when they had Tales from the Borderlands, uh, was it um, Game of Thrones, and they had one other game that was coming out. So I think it was maybe the Michonne Walking Dead, and I was like, that's way too many at the same time. It's going to affect their timeline of releases. Look how long it took over a year for us to get all six episodes of Game of Thrones. Like, and that's why I'm like, they should just focus on one at a time. Like, I tell everyone, like, I've said it on here before, Capcom, when they did Resident Evil Revelations 2, was great, because they were releasing an episode, what, every other week? Because they finished the game first, and then they cut it up into the episodes. Yeah, you know, you're in the long run, because I think that's a better timeline. Like, that's the only thing I can say about Telltale, is their timeline of releasing episodes has always never been in their favor. You know, yeah, I can see that I for sure. And I, I, I generally wait until they're all out anyway, so I can consume it all in one shot. I never play the episodes as they come out, so I mean, it's it's a different situation for me either way. Final Fantasy Fifteen has shipped and sold over six million copies. Uh, that's physical store uh, shipments to stores and digital sales have exceeded six million copies. This milestone comes a little over a month after the game's global release. It's important to note that this number does not necessarily mean 6 million copies of the game have been purchased by consumers. Rather than 6 million figure is a combination of units sold digitally and shipped to retail stores. Square did not provide individual numbers for either metric nor announced how many copies have been sold to consumers overall. 
after a decade of development, Final Fantasy XV was released relatively to a positive reception. Received. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? That's quite the... Uh, that's no just Did your tweet just... I have just no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> Did your tweet just poop? <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy 15 received an 8.2 from IGN. What the hell was that? I don't. I I think the goddess changed the ringtone on my phone. That was everybody (laughs) responding to your crap talking about the Cowboys' loss. Yeah, probably. Um, With that being said, Square Enix uh, has uh, a representative of Square Enix came out and has come forth speaking about Final Fantasy VII Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3, saying that both still have a ways to go. Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy VII Remake director Tetsuwana Nomura has provided an update on the development of state of both games, saying that they still have a way to go before either title is ready for release. When asked about Kingdom Hearts 3 in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu, uh, he said, quote, there are still worlds untouched, end quote, and that, quote, projection is progressing on unannounced worlds and in a state that we cannot show them off, end quote. With regard to how Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming along, Nomura said that they are steadily progressing on production before apologizing that the wait will have to be a little longer for Kingdom Hearts Three and Final Fantasy VII Remake. He went on to assure fans that he will, quote, make a game that will meet your expectations, end quote. Both, while both titles are way off from release, Nomura said that he would like to showcase the progress they've made at an event later this year. Quote, last year I didn't put out much information on either title, but this year I want to show our progress at an event somewhere, he said, end quote. Uh, he concluded by saying that the quote, the release of the titles themselves have still a ways to go, but fans will have a lot to look forward into in 2017, as there are many titles releasing this year if you can, if you can't wait or if you can wait for any more, more quote surprises end quote. I so I, I want to touch on this a little bit because I don't think anybody really expected Final Fantasy VII remake or Kingdom Hearts three to come out this year, but I want to touch on uh, do you guys think that having the same director for both games is really smart? I mean, yes and no. I mean, it just depends. Like, look at fifteen; it finally came out because. They brought in a new director in 2012, and we got the game out four years later, after almost 11 years of having a different director. I just yeah, I don't, I don't know how deep they are on their their director bench, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm also okay with the delays. I mean, I mean, we spoke earlier in the show. Final Fantasy One is where I'm at now, and depending on how quickly I can move through the series, I'm not in a huge hurry to see a remake of Final Fantasy Seven when I haven't actually played the first one yet. I was going to make also the have not Final played Fantasy Eight remake will be done by the time you catch up. That's a possibility, and also I haven't played the Kingdom Hearts games yet. I'm actually looking forward to having them on the PS4 in one package where I get to play through them. Uh, my little brother played them years ago on the PS2, and they all always looked dope. And I always kind of wanted to get a piece of that. In fact, I had them on my Amazon wish list for the PlayStation 3 copies waiting for the right price. But then they announced the PlayStation 4 version, so I'm just going to wait for that. So I'm, I'm not in a huge hurry, and I'm, I'm looking forward to consuming all of this content. All right. That is going to move us. Well, my complaint okay. is just like, it's, I don't like, if they knew that the games were that for far behind, why even tell us that there's a 7 remake? Why even just do that with us if it's going to be like three or four years out? Why show us two and a half years ago something from Kingdom Hearts 3? 
Because that's the way video games work. I know, work. but that's the way Square Enix works. I mean, it's obviously 15 really still has a lot of DLC coming out with the season pass, and Hajime Tabata, one of the guys who works at Square Enix, also said he wants to put out Ignis's cooking book from 15. So there's a lot of stuff coming out still with Final Fantasy 15 that's obviously going to hold us over, and they're still, at the same time, Square Enix isn't just a developer. They publish games as well, so who knows? We might get another Life is Strange. We might get Shadow of the Tomb Raiders. I mean, I don't know. I think they're having one director, though, for both games is going to kind of spread everything thin, especially with how big they want to make the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yep, only time will tell. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of our topics, but we do have a Sophie's Trophies. This week, it's brought to you by Mark. And for the second week in a row, since I did get the platinum in this war of mine, I figured the Sophie Trophy will be the last trophy I got because there's a little element of luck to get it. It is called Diary. We made a stand. Now, during the game, there's random occurrences that'll happen throughout the city. This time, you have to survive basically an all-out mutiny, like, civil war within the city. The only way it'll happen, and you'll know it's happened because it doesn't alert you, is every day um, after you pillage at night, the screen changes and it says day, like, 5 or day 20. This time around, when it actually occurs, you'll see... Like, for me, it started on day 18. You'll see a guy holding a rifle in the splash image. In order to get this trophy, you have to survive every night until that image changed back to the city. So you survive the whole entire bandit outbreak. But you can't be robbed at all. So the easiest way to get this trophy is, if it's your last one like mine, just pool all your resources, upgrade just all the, like, nooks and crannies of the house where it's like, oh, you can repair and reinforce the door but other than that, just go out and farm as much as you can for weapons. In order to actually not get robbed, you need a minimum of four weapons. It doesn't matter which four, because if you have four survivors in the house, you only need one weapon each. And you're going to need about at least 45 bullets. There's no distinction between bullets. It just says bullets. So a bullet works for a shotgun or a pistol. It's just bullet. And don't go... I tell everyone, don't go out at night. Just set all four of your characters to guard and just stay and let the day pass and just progress through five or six days and the trophy should pop but you Hmm. definitely don't want to leave and go scavenge or you don't want to have any of your characters like set to sleep or rest all four need to be guarding wow dude you have the craziest freaking ringtones (laughs) it just shows my maturity i'm trying to be all all like normal ringtones with some weird ass thing at the end of them it's like some weird like (laughs) fart I was going to edit that out of the I show, can't. but thank you. I have no straight face like for that. Like I'm sitting here trying to like, talk, and You've it's got like, to leave that in. And then you hear the fart, and I'm just like, I can't do it. I, I can't. The goddess must like, have changed the ringtone on my phone, because I have no idea what the hell is even going on right I'm now. I'm a professional, but my maturity level for farts is really low. Farts and wiener jokes. Yep. I mean, uh. Basically, yeah, so that trophy is completely luck. I actually went through six different game modes day one to day 60 without having that event occur so it's, you're not guaranteed to have so how did you feel about that game overall i honestly in a minute I, I after i beat it and everything i was looking around the internet to see like what kind of buzz was about the game or this and that and i was like there's either people who played it like it or just like no one cares to even give it a chance but it's free for yeah, plus so everyone should play it like this like some of the like most 
I like this type of game. There's no real like you know voice acting. It's just ominous tones and snap. But seeing like the little speech bubbles, there was parts where I was sitting there getting like kind of like a little choked up because one of the characters was depressed. I had one of their characters talk to me. He's like, "I don't feel like doing this anymore, man." He's like, "Why can't we all just help each other out and survive? We really have to kill people." He's like, "I left them with nothing, nothing." He's like, "They're gonna die," and I'm just like, "Oh man!" Yeah. Like this, that little thing. I was like, "The gameplay is great and it's cool because it's like you know, like Fallout Shelter and everything else." But like the little quips of dialogue like that, just this is deep. Yeah, like when you have a little kid in your group and they get sad and then they get depressed. Like, just hearing them, they're like, why can't I go to school and see my friends? I want to play with my friends. This is, no one, no one wants to talk to me or do anything with me. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I get the feeling that not a lot of people are giving this game a shot, but I, I, I knew about this game before it came out, and I was just like, wow, this just seems like an awesome game. And then when it came out, I watched a lot of stuff on it, and I actually own it on PC. I haven't actually gotten around to playing it yet, but man, it's just like, wow, like such a deep game, and and comes from a direction that we're not used to you know being video game people were always oh yeah the shoulder soldiers you know going around shooting the bad guys and you know hoorah you know all that stuff and and to see it you know a game that was completely made from the perspective of the people who are in a siege city is just it's it's kind of amazing and kind of deep and i i hope more people play this game because i think it it deserves to be played like if you're a playstation plus and you haven't at least added this to your library like i don't like i've already texted a few of my friends like they're like, oh, I beat this game. I'm bored. There's nothing to play. I'm like, did you download this water mine? They're like, no, I don't think I'm like. Just... You played Fallout Shelter on your on your freaking iPhone for 40 hours. I was like, you can play this and you'll enjoy this more. I think I because like I heard about the game before it came out, and then I just forgot it came out, and then I was just like, every time I was like, oh, it's not on sale. I'll wait for sale, and then I just completely forgot about it again. Now I'm just like this is probably one of the best games I played that was free on PlayStation Plus. Did you play the uh, Day of the Tentacle? Yeah. How was that? I got the platinum that. Um, it's alright. It was... I like it because it has, like, the crude 90s humor. Yeah. Um, but it's just... It's kind of tough for me to go back and play a lot of, like, those style of point and clicks because those are just... Those ones are rough. It's like... You know, Telltale, their point clicks are, like, you know, very story This one is just, like, they didn't hold any hands back then. It's, like, you could just sit in a room and be like, what do I got to do next? Mm. I was like, how do I solve this yeah. puzzle? Am I even in a puzzle right now? I don't know what's going yeah. on. I actually have both those games downloaded you just talked about. And uh, I'm really excited about Day of the Tentacle because uh, it's a sequel to Maniac Mansion on Nintendo. Yep. And uh, that was, like, one of my favorite games growing up. Um, I'd never actually beaten the game. I've gotten really far in it. Be, the, the, the humor for the last half of Day of the Tentacle is great. I think, I think honestly, if you're going to pick between the two to start playing, I would say play Day of the Tentacle first. Yeah, it looks good. I th- I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to playing it. I might stream it, too. So. Plus, you like wiener jokes, so, you know. Yeah. The game's right up your alley. Yeah, you know me. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, stealing this topic of the week from IGN, I didn't actually watch the video, but I thought the uh, the title of the, the video was actually a good conversation topic. We are recording the show after the Nintendo Switch uh, announcement, which we all have mixed views on. Um, Horrible press conference. Glad I got mine pre-ordered. Uh, but with that being said, 
you know, Nintendo and Sony other consoles that really have exclusives, uh, console exclusives, because now, you know, and it's not don't shade at Xbox, but Xbox has moved on to a, a marketing strategy where they're going to put their games on Xbox One and PC as well, not requiring you to own a Xbox One to play the games. So, with that being said, do exclusives to still matter? Is it still important that you can only get a Mario game on Nintendo? Is it important that you could only play Uncharted on a PlayStation? Does that still matter in the whole console war scenario? I don't think there's a console war anymore. But also, it's not that it matters to us. It obviously matters to the developers and the studios and the publishers. You don't. Yeah. But as a consumer, you know, does it matter to you? Anymore? Oh no, I don't. I think there was. I never thought there was one to begin with. Honestly, I, I no. like I said, both every console has something to offer that the other one doesn't, and to use that as a reason to say one is better than the other. Like Xbox One has 4K Blu-ray, boom, done. Also Forza, but that's besides the point. Whereas Sony, it's just like, okay, Sony has you know a lot of good exclusives. games to play. Yeah, they have a lot of games, but it's just like still. Like, I like video games. I like a lot of different media. I like movies. I'm a movie buff. I collect movies. So it's like my PlayStation. I'll play all my games that I want on it. And then the Xbox, like, mm. finally, I could watch freaking Star Trek Beyond in 4K. But when, but watching for Star Trek is not an exclusive. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm saying it doesn't matter to me with the, the console war. I never thought there was one because every console is like the Switch. Yeah, they're going to have Zelda exclusive. Okay. If there was okay. no console war, trof- trophy wars would not exist. <laughs> I mean, this would just be a generic gaming podcast, but the fact that it is ba- PlayStation-specific, it, yeah. it implies that there is a console war, and people who choose sides, whether it's Sony or Microsoft. Uh, the thing is, with just this generation, especially between those two, you know, taking Nintendo completely out of this discussion, um, those two consoles, in a lot of ways, have never been more similar, and the number of exclusives have gone down and down for each. Um, it's getting tougher and tougher to to really, uh, you know, pair that. Uh, first party exclusives are always going to be exclusive, uh, and that's o- pretty much only thing where you got unless you know uh, the company has paid to have a game exclusive, like in in Street Fighter or in uh, you know one of the other games that that Xbox has exclusive rights to because they paid for that game to be on their their system. Right, the Tomb Raider. I feel like when you compare Sony and Xbox, um, to me, I, I'm a big exclusives guy. Uh, I, I've been more of a Sony guy, way more than 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 Xbox. Uh, I did have a 360. I never actually owned a PS3 personally. Uh, do I regret it? Absolutely. But you know, the 360 at the time, it was just my console because all my friends had it. Um, it was cheaper. I was more accessible when it launched. Um, we won't judge you by peer pressure. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was dark times in my life. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I no judgments. No yeah. judgments here. <laughs> I, I enjoyed my uh, 360, but um, like I said, I've always been more of a Sony guy. And uh, especially now, I, I just feel like PS4 has way more exclusives coming out. And I've made this argument. You know, the Scorpio's coming out. And it's going to have uh, all these teraflops and all these things that people don't even know what they do. Uh, this console is probably going to be 500 bucks. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a powerhouse. Don't get me wrong. It's probably going to be the most powerful console t- to date. But 
what games you're going to play on it. You know, like the I just don't see a good exclusive lineup coming out soon. Now that now that could change in the next six to eight months. In fact, I know it'll change. It's, it's got to. Uh, but like Scalebound just got, you know, yeah, that's I was actually mentioned Scalebound yeah. getting canceled. It, it just got canceled, and that's, that's that's a big hit for for them. Um, meanwhile, we have like forty games that got announced for PSX, and like every one of them, people were really excited for. Well. Uh, that's a bit subjective, but mm. but still, like there's people people are excited for every one of them. Not everybody is excited for every one of them, but there's a market for every one of those games, right? Um, same thing with you know the Switch, uh, and I know that's this kind of where this conversation is going is going to go eventually. But you know, I am a <laughs> I'm a firm believer that you know, uh, and I've told you this before, Drakey. Like Zelda can sell a console. I really feel like it can. Um, that presentation, but do you, the, the presentation. But do you was think rough. Breath of the Wild is going to sell the Switch? Yes, I think it already has. Because you yeah, can also it, get it, it on has. the Wii U. Yeah, it but there's has. clear it's differences gone. between the Switch and the Wii U versions. Like, yeah, I, I, right. But I've the known. point, the point. But my, I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to cut anybody off. But the point being is, if if Breath of the Wild was only on the Switch, then I can say it's going to sell the Switch. But being that it's going to be on the Wii U as well. There's a lot of gamers out there that are not going to go, well, I'm not going to buy a Switch just for Zelda. I'll just get it on the console I have already. Oh, right. and that's I'll give you a prime example. Um, when the Wii launched, I got one at launch. I actually camped outside for a couple hours, 15. Um, they had... A couple, 15. <laughs> they had, you know, uh, <laughs> was it Twilight Princess? was one of the launches. And yeah, it wasn't, it was also on the GameCube. I actually own that game on GameCube. Yeah, I did too. Because it, it, it was it played better with the controller. Um, but it's just like, yeah, and people are like, well, it's coming out on GameCube. Why are you going to wait in line? Like, well, there's, like, let's face it, the Wii's original launch lineup for exclusive was like, what? Zelda, uh, I think of a Monster Truck game, uh, Red Steel, with, or Real Steel or whatever, Red Steel. And it's like, I think Zelda, like, it was the reason why people were buying Wii's, even though it was coming out on GameCube. They wanted it on the newest console. And I think right. Plus, look at the collector's the edition. Hardness. Look at that collector's edition for Zelda. Well, mm. well, mm. well, let's let's be real about something. If if you're if you're buying the Switch, regardless, then you're buying the Switch. You, you got the Nintendo fanboys that are gonna go buy the Switch. Yep. It's like even if I don't know one game when the PlayStation Five gets announced, I'm still probably going to buy a PlayStation Five based on the reputation. Uh, reputation. Rep, why can't I say this word? Dibs on your PSVR when you buy a five. Um. But with that being said, like, I'm going to buy that because I know that I, I have trust in Sony. It's the same thing that people are going to buy the Switch because they know that they're going to get a Mario. They're going to get a Star Fox, hopefully better one. Uh. And, and, I, and, that, and that wasn't a dig. I mean, just reality. But the, 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 the thing is, is like, and I wasn't trying to steer this towards a Switch conversation, but it, it's one of those things up. where, like, that was, that was one, that was, like most things that I've heard with people that were actually excited about the Switch are like, oh, I could play Zelda or I could play uh, 1 2 3 Switch or uh, 1 2 Switch or like nobody like, said I, like that. It boggles my <laughs> nobody said that. Let's be honest. Well, no, there, there, I have seen a couple of people I've say seen that. I've tweets about it. I'm excited to get but, Puyo Puyo Tetris on this side of the ocean. I was actually going to import it, but mm. since it's coming out on the Switch, yeah. I will probably be getting that. Region free. That's but, a, that's actually a big thing for Switch. But see, and and that's that's the thing. It's like like that whole press conference aside. Like it was a terrible press conference. Like they spent way too much time on the Joy-Con controllers. Like, it, but when you talk about the games, 
the biggest thing they had to show you was Zelda, and they waited until the very last second, and they revealed that it's coming out on launch day. Balls. Which is, that That's insane for them. Like, that's very good for them. But, like, is exclusives going to sell the Switch? And I don't think it's going to. Does Uncharted sell PlayStation 4s and PlayStation 4 Pros and PlayStation 4 Slims? I don't think well, so. If you look at the numbers, it's like FIFA and Madden and <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, I, I don't think it's when, just, when it comes I, to I, Nintendo. If, if it's strictly Nintendo, yes, the exclusives will sell it. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, that's one thing I had to disagree with you on. Like Zelda, the, the fact that they announced a Zelda and a Mario, and both those games look fantastic. We've we've known that Zelda has looked great. The trailer they played really gave me chills. Like every time they release a new trailer for it, it gives me ch- goosebumps because like. But e- but even that Mario game, that's not coming out on launch. That's a failure yeah. for Nintendo. No, it's not. I, I, I do agree that like yeah. I, I do agree because like we have Zelda at launch in March, but then we have to wait all the way to the holiday season just to play Mario. It's like what are we gonna play in between? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Arms looks neat, but I don't know if that's gonna be one of them games. Like, uh, and it's funny because I follow a uh, local fighting game community page on Facebook, and there's people in there joking about, uh, you know, who's ready to get that arm scene going, oh, <laughs> like arms at you, competitively, competitive arms, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I saw Tim Tim Gettys, who is like a Nintendo fanboy to the core. Yeah, I saw that. He 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 said from the start he wasn't impressed. Day one he saw it, he wasn't impressed. Day two. He said that every single game he played, and he played every game on the floor, there was not one game that he did not have some sort of fun with, which I get, okay? Nintendo okay. is a quality developer. They, they may have shitty uh, outlooks on the way their systems should be, but they are a good developer. They do make quality games. Yeah. I've never heard... And quality like, hardware. Off the top, yeah, I... Well, yeah, okay. I my dig was not at like whether or not their systems. So Nintendo's work. I mean, Nintendo's like, biggest issue that they've had recently within the last two or three systems has been third party support. Like the, their systems are so quirky and different and underpowered compared to Sony and Microsoft that the third parties don't get on board the way they that most people think they should. I mean, if you're buying a Nintendo console, you're buying it for Nintendo games, and Nintendo games are always of it's supreme quality. Uh, they hold their value. Like, I mean, you go go to the store and try and find a discounted Nintendo game. They just don't exist. And people will, will bitch about that, but that's because Nintendo holds that quality, and they, they hold that premium space in people's mind and also in the market. Like, it's just really funny to see people bitch about, like, oh, well, the Wii U still costs, you know, 230 bucks it's like well yeah because that's how you sell a premium product you don't discount your product because if you discount your product you train your customers to wait for that to discount so i mean that's just the way nintendo is they are positioned in the market as a premium product i was at a store the other day and i saw mario kart on the wii for 45 dollars though good god yeah and they had the wii u one was like 50 but it's like nintendo i have the switch pre-ordered no secret i want it Am I impressed with the lineup? I'm actually not getting it for Zelda. I'm getting Zelda because I want the freaking Master Sword with the Collector's Edition. I actually... Zelda... I'm I'm a fan of Zelda, but it's yeah. not a console buyer for I, me. Yeah, I, I, I pre-ordered the Master Edition as well. I didn't pre-order because I want to play the game. I, I pre-ordered because I want that damn Master Sword. Yeah, right? But I'm still going to play... I'm going to play the game, but it's like <laughs> that wasn't the reason to get the Switch. I see the longevity, and I also see the potential 
of the Switch and the exclusives. Like, because if the topic's exclusives, I won't. There's not one single Sony game that will make me just go buy a PlayStation Four. But it's the grouping of the exclusives that make it worth it. Same with Microsoft. Like, other than the 4K Blu-ray and the 1S, which I will beat to death and say because that's the only console that does that right now. That's huge. Yes. But besides the Forzas and the Halo and Halo Wars and not RIP scale down, and it's that, like, it's the grouping. But Nintendo does have some blockbuster exclusives that make you want to buy it. Like, I bought, you know, people will go buy a 3DS or a 2DS for Pokemon or a Zelda game. And that's all they own. Like, I have my 2DS, and the only digital games I have on it are Pokemon games and Yokai Watch, and that's it. Whereas, when I bought the Wii, I bought the Wii for, um, at launch for Zelda, then I got Mario Karts, and it's that. But you will buy a Nintendo handheld or console for one game. Mainly it's a Zelda, a Pokemon, Mario Kart, or Smash Brothers. And everything else is a plus, you know? Yeah. Like, uh... I really want a new Metroid game, but you'd have better luck spotting Bigfoot in your woods than you would having a, a new Metroid game that's worth a darn. But uh, hopefully, I mean, if they come out the gate swinging, you know, I, and like I've said that before the Switch even got announced, that, like, they need to come out the gate swinging with some of these old titles that they've been sitting on, you know. Uh, and I, I know I've said this, probably said this a hundred times, but Star Tropics is on the NES Classic. Some, they're like random IP that they haven't used in years. Great game. There's two of them on the Nintendo. Both of them are great. And they haven't done anything with that. Like, we haven't seen Mike in any uh, Smash Bros. We haven't seen any, like, mentions of Star Tropics. Uh, nothing. But then all of a sudden, yeah, but think- randomly it shows up on NES Classic. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking, they bringing it back? Like, well, see, that would that, be great. That, that was kind of like a, another point that I wanted to get into is the <clears> fact that if they cared so much about Star Tropics to put it on the NES Classic, then obviously they give a shit about it. Why are we not seeing these games? Why are we not seeing a new Metroid? Why are we not seeing a new Donkey Kong? No. I mean, the the, the Switch needs to come out swinging. They need, uh, at launch, in my opinion, they need to have a new Mario. They need to have a new Donkey Kong. They need to have a new Metroid. Yeah. At no. minimum. No. You're gonna blow all your load in the like that. That, that just doesn't make sense. Those are your no, huge no, no, tentpole titles. Why do you no, want to no, no, release no. them all at the beginning? You want to spread no, no, them no, out no, no. so that the, people have that's like something to look forward to. I don't. No, no, no. I don't mean like all on launch day. I meant like say, all right, we're getting Zelda on launch day. Three months later, you're gonna get a Donkey Kong game. Three months after that, you're gonna get a Metroid game. Nope. Two months. Give later. us something like like Frosty was saying. Right now, currently, we have Zelda at launch. And then we're waiting until the holiday for Mario. Yeah, but, but nothing in between. Yeah, there is. Let us know there's a Donkey Kong game coming out between there. Let us know there's a Metroid game coming out between then. Well, Let you've also know. still Come got E3 swinging. and all that yeah. coming up. Like, it, it's not like they're expected to blow their load on this announced, you know. Like like, yeah, but Nintendo doesn't even do a press conference. Yeah, but Nintendo doesn't even do a press conference anymore. So what are they waiting for E3 for? A Nintendo Direct, which they do, what, every, every other month, if not every three months anyway? I mean, this is the time they had the spotlight. Nobody else was saying anything. It's the holiday season. Nobody was saying shit. Sony's got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming out. Two weeks after that, you got the Switch coming out. But at the same time, right after that, I'm not saying it's comparable. Three days later. But you got Ghostlands coming out. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have the time. You have the spotlight. Nobody else is announcing shit right now because the same prices that they're waiting until E3 to make all their big announcements. You have the spotlight. Show everybody. 
we're Nintendo. We're badass motherfuckers. This is we are the reason you guys love your PlayStations and your Xboxes because if we didn't exist back in the 80s, none of this shit would exist now. If we hadn't screwed over Sony, I'm pretty sure Nintendo <laughs> wouldn't say we're badass motherfuckers or something like that. But we, well, here's the thing: you're saying between Mario and Zelda. Do you know what's coming out between Zelda and Mario? Did you watch the press conference? I mean, we got what Dragon Quest 10 and 11, awesome. We've got Mario yeah. Kart being brought over with extra content. We got Splatoon that, 2. That's really extra, cool. You know, with extra content. So it's like, just because it's not a Mario, the Wii U, the end of the Wii cycle in the Wii in the cycle of the Wii U ushered in other exclusives that weren't Mario. We got Splatoon. We had yeah, Bayonetta brand 2. New we had, you know, I mean, even on the Wii, I mean, they had No More Heroes 1 and 2, but that got brought over the PS3. It's like, there is not, the Nintendo's proving for exclusive that it doesn't need to be Mario. It doesn't So need, I'm, I'm I, in a weird situation, like, I, I don't need a steady stream of games on this device to come out. I have, I mean, we're demonstrating now, I'm sitting on, on Twitch right now, playing goddamn Final Fantasy 1. Like, I have so goddamn many games spread across so many systems in my backlog that I haven't played. I don't need a steady stream of fucking Nintendo games right now from this console. I need good games. I need them to come out, and I need them to be quality because, I mean, that's all that matters. If if I've played through, you know, Breath of the Wild and then have to set it down until Christmas until the Mario game comes out, that's I'm going to be fine with that. Or even if I'm just sitting in, you know, before class playing freaking Puyo Puyo Tetris, I'm down for that. Like, I like the idea of being able to take this Nintendo console with with all the home game console experiences and taking it with me to class or, you know, when I graduate this summer and I go off to work, if I'm taking the bus or whatever to get to work, I love the idea of having this thing with me to be able to play all these games that I would normally have to play on my television. Like, that's the appeal of this to me. The Wii, the Wii U, I didn't get those at launch. Like, I like Nintendo games, sure, but I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I've got to have a Wii, I've got to have a Wii U. I, I got both of those systems long after they came out, but I am going to get this at launch because I think it, it does appeal to me in, in what, what it is and, and what it offers, and I'm okay with not having a new game every week for this thing that's that's a tentpole release like i i'm okay waiting but i i know i may be in the minority for that but you know i've i've got all the systems i mean i'm sitting i've got a gamecube sitting right next to me here that i'm planning on playing games that i haven't actually played because they're sitting in my backlog so i'm okay not having a brand new game every week to keep me but see uh, my 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 feeling is and maybe you know maybe i'm just unique in this but i feel like if you're going to come out with a console that is the same price as two systems that are arguably better but have already been discounted these those two systems didn't come out at that price right like that wasn't but, their launch but, price but, but, no no i'm not saying it's launch price but you're coming out in a market where there's two other consoles that are arguably better and you really only have one game that anybody really gives a shit about i feel like you got to come out the door swinging to justify somebody buying your console that's and i don't think nintendo's done that game that people are going to care about but also troy made a good point and this also plays into someone like me and troy with our games also at launch of the, the switch you're going to have the eShop that's going to have a complete catalog of nes super nintendo sega master system and two other consoles on the eShop. and apparently there's rumor they're going to do a deal where everything's going to be like dirt cheap on sale for people who got the Switch at launch. That appeals to me going back to able to play like Little Dream, Nemo the Dream Master or going on uh, Super Nintendo and being able to play like uh, Paper Mario or Beavis and Butthead. Like, 
that appeals to me being able to like that's another thing and on the go so I'm going to be able to play Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on the go on the hand the handheld version of the Switch. But are, but are you gonna are, are they gonna stream or are they downloading to your system? Because they're download. There's not enough. But yeah, but there's also not a lot of storage space on this thing. I'm either. putting a 256 no, gig it, card guess, in it day one. I've yeah, got two of them in my camera. It, it takes regular yeah. SD cards. Yeah, regular SD cards. No prepared, <laughs> no Vita memory card crap this time. I thought I thought Uh-oh. I thought only the games were on the SD cards. You couldn't actually no, put no. No, no. The games come on a card, but it will take an an, an SD card to, for memory, and it'll take up to two terabytes. Even though those SD cards don't exist, it will accommodate up to two terabyte SD cards. So, in one or two years, or however long it takes them to get around to making an SD card that holds two terabytes, that will work in the Switch. Yeah, and given the launch lineup. All right, fair enough. If I put a 256 gigabyte SD card in it on my camera to throw it in there, that's a lot of retro games from the eShop I can play. And I can, I'll, I'll gladly go through and just play old school Zelda, old school Final Fantasy games, you know. And this, yeah, and these are just regular SD cards. They're they're the, the small SD cards. They're not a proprietary thing like the Vita's memory cards. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- Nintendo's always been smart about that. So it's like, there's a lot for the console. It's like, like, and that's the thing, like, when everyone's like, oh, well, z- the different Zelda and Mario and Mario Kart's already out on the Wii U, it's like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, Splatoon 2 is technically Splatoon 1 with just, like, a new game mode, some new weapons, and a little change in graphics. Those but, same and people, it also came up... Those same oh, people are playing the remasters on yeah. PlayStation 2. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, they're they're flocking to buy old games already. Why not do yeah. it on the new system? The best thing <clears> you know, want to talk about either is, say, me and Troy have Switch pre me and him, say me and him are at a convention, we can sit down, hook, have the Switches side by side, and we can do LAN instead of having a split screen on one TV, one Switch. We can have up to four people, two on each Switch, playing on two TVs. Right. Or two, With or our two badass little, little kickstands. Yeah. And like, there's so much to it that I think it's not the games. That's like, It's just the what they're doing with it is so different in a good way that it's like, Okay, like the exclusives are the bonus to having a Switch right now. Right. Well, it's not going to be legit until y'all actually play a real game of basketball and then stop playing. <laughs> and then go and play some NBA. NBA 2K. No, no, But go out and like go to like the World Cup and be like, whoa, 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 can you guys stop playing real quick? I got FIFA. So, but but to, to go back to the original topic, I mean, it seems like exclusives matter more than anything anymore because, especially with Sony and Microsoft, those two consoles, you know, taking the the Scorpio out of the equation because we all know that's probably by all accounts going to be a beast that's going to overshadow even the the PS Pro. But if you don't have exclusives, that's almost other than you know the fanboys who are going to go with what they know. I mean, I've owned every PlayStation since they've all ever came out. The Xbox One is the first Microsoft console I've ever owned. So my leanings are towards the PlayStation brand. So if it's not for exclusives, there's there's almost no reason to buy any individual console, especially on those two, because there's so much parity between them. I mean, if you look at a PlayStation 3 game or a PlayStation 4 game and an Xbox One game side by side, yeah, the PlayStation 4 has an edge. It looks a little better. But guess what? If I'm sitting there on my television playing an Xbox One game, I'm not like, man, and this looks like garbage because yeah. I don't have a PlayStation 4 version of that game sitting right next to it to, to compare it to. Right. It still looks fine. It still plays fine. Right. Like those two consoles are so close together. If not for exclusives, there's almost no reason to try and separate yeah. them. And, and to kind of go back to what Tricky was saying, you know, like no one's going to buy Switch just to play Zelda. They're just going to buy on the Wii U. Well, yeah, I think too. Like 
a lot of people were in the same boat I was in when I got a Wii U. I really enjoyed it, but then they announced that one, they weren't going to put in any more games, and two, uh, they and they announced a new system that's going to be out the the next year, and it's like, well, that's really depressing because I just got a Switch. I mean, uh, I just got a Wii U and, and invested in all this money in Nintendo. Um, <clears throat> luckily, I was fortunate enough to get back pretty much what I paid for everything, uh, which was pretty outstanding. But uh, one thing we're forgetting: the Switch is portable. And yeah, say that's what you the say huge what you, thing. Yeah, say what say what you will about the battery life or whatever. Like, how much battery life do you really need? To play, yeah. you know, because like I'm, I have like two 15 minute breaks and an hour lunch. Yeah, at, I mean, they're job. talking about two two and a half hours at the at the the low end, but it's like, yeah, like at what point am I going to need more than two and a half hours of playtime yeah. where I have no access to be able to plug the thing in? Right. So I'm playing Zelda at home. I'm going to work. I said, hey, I got a hour lunch break. I'm taking this with me, and I can play it at work. That's fantastic. I think that's great. Yeah, I got to take the bus to yeah, work, you, so it's like a 20-minute bus ride to work, 20-minute back, 15-minute yeah. break. I'm like, you know what? That's that's it. That's all I want yeah, for. But for somebody like me who takes public transportation, it takes me an hour and a half to get to work. So, work. so just charge my it when you get to work. Yeah, I got my hour and a half there, an hour and a half back, so I need a good battery life. Well, but this battery life isn't, like, super horrible. Like, it's between two and a half and, what, like, six, seven yeah, hours or something like that, playing. depending on which games you're playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it depends on what you're playing and, and how you're playing it. Like, two and a half hours, like, that's not unheard of. In it. I mean, even people are like, oh, well, I can play on my phone. But it's like, well, then you're not only you're draining the battery on your phone, like, what, ha- what happens when somebody needs to get a hold of you later, but you've drained your whole damn battery in your commute playing phone games? Like, it, it just seems like <laughs> the <laughs> arguments against it are, are kind of ludicrous and if you actually break down and think about it. We haven't seen all the third-party accessories yet. I've seen a few from press emails, and I there's a few, like, there's some good headsets and stuff coming out for it. But it's like there's gonna obviously be third party accessories for it that it maybe even like they got a they've got a hoary rap fight stick coming out for right? it. Right? It's well, like have like let, a let's, let's cool. hope their let's hope their accessories are cheaper than Nintendo's. Like you know having like oh a, right yeah like, that's that's one thing though man those those accessories that they announced man those are hella expensive. Yeah. There's a hell of a premium on those. Yeah, like I have one of those Duracell like messenger bag like laptop bags like so it's like for me I'm like okay like I have that strictly from my work laptop and my phone is up but I was like. If I run out of battery life, because I'm just around the, walking around San Diego, like, hey, I can at least charge it in my backpack. So it's a, my biggest right, concern like, is is that this thing, like, when it's undocked and, like, it's got the kickstand, which is pretty dope. So you can, like, kickstand it down and pull the controllers off and you can play with them separately. But if, from what I understand is the charging port's on the bottom of this thing. So realistically, are you going to be able to charge this thing while it's sitting on its kickstand? Like, that's the thing that almost, that's a big concern for me. It's like, it feels like if I'm somewhere where I can afford to set the kickstand out and set the thing up, I should be able to plug it into a nearest, you know, outlet in order to charge the thing rather than have it just sitting there on the kickstand. Stand. No idea. We don't know whether or not that's going to be well, an issue, but it, in my out. mind, that's the thing that popped up to me. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and close this out because I think uh, I think we kind of beat this conversation. Too so yeah, exclusives are about the only thing that does matter anymore. If you don't have exclusives, especially with Sony and Microsoft, those consoles are so close to parity, like it's almost a you can flip a coin to decide which one you want. So if if anything, exclusives matter more than anything anymore to decide which system you want to get. Because if that was the case, if there's no exclusives, everyone would just have an Xbox One S to watch 4K Blu-rays. All right. With that being said, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. What? Oh no! Wait, no, that was the, that's not me, is it? 
you you're the fill in when Alex isn't mm-hmm. here. Oh, my bad. Let's clean this shit up. Proofgame.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wide tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the articles and all of the videos. Speaking of our videos, we can be, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, uh, actually, the four of us are your Twitch streamers right now. Uh, we are... We just hired somebody else who's going to be streaming soon. Uh, but go to twitch.tv backslash proving gamer. Sorry, I'm watching the. <laughs> I'm watching Frosty change the number. Damn it, Frosty. Sound it out. Sound uh, it out. No, no, no. I'm watching Frosty change the number that I changed. I know, I'm to saying you're screw with Troy. To the proving gamer, twitch.tv. Yes. Uh, but speaking of our Twitch, uh, we. We're on our goal to get a thousand followers. Not only did we get our thousand followers, we kind of smashed it and now have over eleven hundred followers on Twitch. So that is awesome. Uh, but the four of us are all going to be streaming on Twitch uh, because we hit a thousand followers. We're going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, stay tuned to ProvingGamer.com for those details. Uh, I don't want to say anything right now because we still got to work out the fine details of everything that's going on. But trust me, this is this contest is going to be it's worth it. Dope. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna shave Tricky's head. Believe me, believe me when I say you're going to want to be involved with Twitch dot uh, our Twitch channel. So, uh, I, I the only thing I'm gonna say right now is if you're hearing this before we've announced the contest, subscribe to us on Twitch. Get involved in Twitch. Because you being involved in Twitch is really important when it comes to this contest. Am uh, I saying anything inaccurate here, Troy? No, I think you're good. More news to come. Speaking of TwitchCon, yes. maybe, be- maybe before this episode actually airs, like you may actually know oh, more. Oh wow, is that a joke about 390 <laughs> or 290? Uh, no, well, it hey, is what it is. Wait, first of all, 290 came out before 291, just so the record's clear. Five yeah, it did. Beforehand. That was like two days out. because his power went out. I know. I was joking. <laughs> it, it, they both actually would have came out the same day, but uh, I put 290 out, and then some jack wagon went down the street and ripped the power lines off the side of my house, including the cable and internet lines. So I was out of cable and internet for two days. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Troy, what is the phone number? It's 330-PROVEN-9. That is... Is that number right? It's 330-776-8369. All right. Okay, uh, that is the right number. You can also get a hold of us on our email. Troy, tell us about the email and what people should be doing. Oh, my God. It's trophyhors at ProvenGamer.com. I can't believe... Dude, it's been like weeks since we got an email. I really, really, really want to see this happen. Like we, I know those two episodes just came out, so all of that pleading and everything oh, yeah, that we, we did... We bagged a bit. Yeah, we plead, we pled a lot, but unfortunately, you guys haven't had a whole lot of time to get those in. But we're hoping that you guys hear our call and start sending in more emails because we definitely want to make this a regular uh, section on our podcast. Uh, it's uh, sorry, trophy horse at provinggamer dot com. We we did get an email uh, to our trophy horse uh, email from uh, let's see the United States Postal Service station management saying that our item has arrived at the post office at January 4th, but the courier was unable to deliver the parcel to you. 
Please check attachment for details. Don't click it. It's a trap. Oh, no. It's spam. <laughs> Did you get one? I was like, meet beautiful Russian brides now. Either that or maybe maybe it's my copy of... Ah, uh, oh, damn. What, what was the game that I ordered from freaking... Uh, uh, maybe it's that PSVR that you were supposed to send me, Tricky. I think that's what it was. Right there it is. It's being returned oh, to you. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to put the apartment number on the shipping address. We, we also got an email from uh, Edward Shaw who says... Uh, I hope this message finds you well. I'm contacting you based on your personal information I found at your Chamber of Commerce and someone who has a vast and wide experience in business involvement in your country. Uh, my name is Dr. Edward Shaw. I'm interested in establishing and operating a very viable business as a means of investment abroad. I do not know you too well or how this is done in your country, so I would need you to help me in this regard. Therefore, I seek your advice and guidance, any lucrative business investment in your country's economy, and if possible, we can work in partnership. Ooh, that sounds like a great opportunity. Oh, Let's do really it. Really waiting for Frosty to make a joke that had the word <laughs> wieners in it. I don't know why. I just assumed the way he started the show, he was going to end it that way. Be careful what you uh, wish for. So with that being said, we need actual emails to be sent in. I think it was Doom. Doom I ordered through Gamefly because they had a big sale. And it. I accidentally had my old address in Roswell. And so yeah, I was going to ask you, did you there. ever get that game? Yeah, no, I didn't, actually. They ended up refunding me. I'm really kind of upset about that. But, yeah, it was Doom. So maybe it's my copy of Doom. You should You should definitely respond to that email, see if they're sending you my copy of Doom. <laughs> uh, uh, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But go be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers. Remember the loot. I'm behaving myself, Frosty. Mm-hmm. And the no Smart better. Marks. All the podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and no, no Proving Gamer podcast is on Podbean. <laughs> Didn't you have some It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that I actually have to say that because I've had people ask me, hey, I can't find your podcast. Where? Or, okay, is it not up on iTunes? Oh, no, I'm looking for it on Podbean. <laughs> It's easy to find the podcast. Let me just tell you a story. My mom is like, mm, I'm going to say above the age of 50 because she actually listened to the show now. She got an iPhone. She found it on the podcast app on, the, on her iPhone, and she listens to it now. So it's like. Isn't isn't there a way to download it directly from the website? Yes. Yeah. See, you can even go to the website and download it. Yes, uh, which I got I, for some reason. I'm, I also got to say this. For some reason, the last two weeks. I've put out the show, and iTunes has rejected it. Wow. Everybody else took it, but I, iTunes rejected it. Jeez. So, if you're downloading these shows and it's you're looking for it on iTunes, one, I will tell you to buy a new damn phone and stop using iTunes. <laughs> Second, uh, just be patient because I have no idea what the hell is going on. And the third thing I'm going to say is, Mark, if you have your mom listening to the show, why has she not left a review for us yet? Uh, she just got a touch screen phone. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Obviously, she can't review it. <laughs> the show's not popping up anymore. But no, let's listen. I just now finally teached her how to do a regular phone call instead of FaceTime because that's just weird. It was like, no, not a FaceTime. Uh, also, my, my wife's mom is constantly doing Facebook uh, uh, video chats with her, like constantly. She's like, I hit the phone to call you. And I'm like, no, it's video. I was like, I'm looking at like the kitchen floor right now. I was like, you don't know what you're doing. 
<laughs> also, you can find Remember the Bitches on iHeartRadio. Hey, whoa, whoa. You said you were you were behaving yourself. Because you didn't make oh, a I'm sorry. That, 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 that was a slip. I'm sorry. You can find Remember the Loot on iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Can you the, find Trophy Horse on iHeartRadio? Uh, not a, yet. That's a that's a touchy subject. That's, that's mm. Yes, that is a very that's touchy all, subject. We don't talk about that around too here. Too much savageness right there. Mm, we're gonna keep going on. Let's go back to Stitcher. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna say this. Uh, Trophy Horse could be on iHeartRadio if I wanted to be a little shady. Shady? Mm. You're already shady. Wow, he said well, shady. Uh, uh, he meant a I, little shadier. I could put. I see. I lately. That's what he meant. I could put Trophy Horse <laughs> on iHeartRadio and just remove Remember the Loot from iHeartRadio. <laughs> just, just just swap. <laughs> just make a little swappy swap. That's what we get if we win. God, <laughs> we get to take over their iHeartRadio feed. <laughs> no, there's no way that uh, the resident bitch would agree to that. It's okay, like, hey, we yeah, beat you in a few ridiculous. video games, so we're going to ruin your podcast career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be messed up. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? And the debut and the debut of Trophy Horse going on there, uh, we'll be on Remember the Loot to keep you guys uh, followers up to date on there. So the, the heroes taking over Remember the Loot will be so good. They'll just be like we want to give you guys your own show. We don't like those other guys anyways. Good times. Hold on a second. The god has said something. Said said shut up. Let's oh, who's this? Uh, yeah, the go- Hold on, wait, wait, wait. The, the goddess wants me to uh, let you guys know that when it comes to remember the loot, they are. Spell it right. Oh, damn it. That's yeah. Right, Hold on. Here. If he wants us to get rid of iPhones, yet he's got Android phone <laughs> speakers. Uh, now that I gotta get back to this, uh, uh I think we're on PlayStation what PlayStation Four, PlayStation 4, communities. 4 communities. You can also get involved with us on the PlayStation Four communities. Uh, we have a community for Proving Gamer called Proving Gamer. We have one for Trophy Horrors. Uh, it's called T Dub's Brothel because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the network. And then we have Yield's uh community, which is the Platinum Guild. Uh, one thing that I noticed that we are not saying on the show is uh. Also, get involved in our Facebook groups. Trophy yes, Horse please. has their own Facebook group, um, which, and remember, the loot has a Facebook group. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Frosty was not too impressed with it, but Jared came up with some gems today. <laughs> Turncoat. <laughs> you don't say that name around me anymore, at least for another week or so. He's dead to me. Until Friday. <laughs> All I got to say is that first one was Freaking gold. Yeah, then he made four more, just like it, just with different dogs. <laughs> uh, and John Van just uh, left a comment on the last one saying, Holy crap, World War Three." <laughs> yeah. That's uh, all, man. So tell us about I, our sponsors. I get, uh, well, why don't you tell us about our first sponsor there? Uh, Troy, tell us about Extra Life. Extra Life is a 24-hour video game marathon for the Children's Miracle Network. It's in its eighth or ninth year now, I think. Um, it usually takes place in October, November, but you, you can raise money all year round for it. Um, we have actually already set up the uh, Proven Gamer uh, 
extra life team. Uh, so far, I think Tricky and I are the only ones on it, but I, may, I expect everybody else will join in. Um, you can join our group, or you can start your own, or you can go completely independent. Either way, you just sign up. You pick the uh, local Children's Miracle Network hospital that you would like to raise money for. Uh, you gather donations, and eventually, uh, if you want to take part in the official day in November, usually the the time that the, uh, the clocks roll back, um, you... Uh, play video games for 24 or 25 hours for charity um, but I mean it's gotten to the point where it's pretty much a year-round thing uh, we'll definitely be holding events probably throughout the year to try and raise money for extra life it's a great cause help sick children and play games uh, yeah we hope you, to see you guys join us on that all right Mark tell us how they can go fund me you can go fund us at gofundme.com slash proven gamer what you do is there's various little uh, perks for donating money to us, whatever you donate goes to making the quality, hardware, everything that is Trophy Horrors better for the listeners. And there's different ones, like you can make Tricky Go and Platinum a good game to offset the division. And I'm pretty sure we're still working some of those perks out. Last time I heard we were working on new ones. Tricky's shaking his head. Yes, we're working on we're new working ones. We're working on new ones. So right now, but just because a perk's not there that might appeal to you, doesn't mean you still can't go ahead and, uh, you know... Go fund us a bit and help us make better podcasts and make me host every show. And once we get all of the, the funded, Frosty, where are we going to go to buy all that equipment? You can go to <laughs> ProvenGamer.com, click on the Amazon link. doesn't cost you any extra, but it helps the site out tremendously and allows us to put out more content like this show or a better show like Remember the Loot. Really? I heart radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I love that Taco Bell. <laughs> you you could be like uh, somebody who went through the Amazon to buy darts for their dartboard. Yeah, it was lawn. Like no, that. it wasn't lawn darts. I joked around that it should have been lawn darts. It was actually actual darts. Yes. You just put out someone's somebody bought, like that. And, and somebody was uh, making sure their nails look all pretty by buying a cubicle cutter. They do sell uh, lube by the like fifty-five gallon drum there too, just so everybody knows. Yeah, just so you know, so Frosty knows where to buy it after the trophy horse uh, slacked that ass in this upcoming decathlon. That was horrible trash talking. I had so many other funny things, but you know, continue. Well, I see. See, I feel like I have to double up on the trash talk because Troy refuses to trash talk. Well, I just, I'm uh, not a trash just doubling up doesn't mean it's going to be double the quality. Like you can, you can, you know. Push the envelope a little bit, make it a little I'll more. I'll say this. Uh, Tr- Tricky was dying for me to listen to episode 291, and I listened to it, and that trash talk was weak. That was even, I I won't trash talk until everything's set in stone. Like, I was just like, hey, I know you're the only person on there who plays fighting games. Really? No one on the Trophy Wars really plays fighting games. I like fighting games. It's really tough for me to find people to play fighting games with, and I'm competitive. I play fighting games. Let's okay. do it, dude. Like, fighting fighting for a... I have a Hori Rap 4, and I, I've, I've fiddled around with it, but yeah, no, I, I can't play fighting games. It's like fighting to motivate yourself to play the division does not count as a fighting game. <laughs> I don't understand why every... Like, I, I understand the running yes. joke. Don't it's get al- me wrong. It's already falling apart. Yes. I, I don't understand the hate that you guys have for the division. Like, I don't know oh, if you guys are legit, like, big, don't like I it, don't, or... I don't hate it. Like, I, you saw how much I was playing the game. I just felt once I had to go to the Dark Zone trophies, it was bullshit. That's literally... I, only I don't need, like, hate the Dark it. Zone I just trophy. think it's a big heaping pile of garbage. It's, uh, yeah. it's better, and you should The release it. time of DLC and everything. Like, it just... It was good, but then once I, like, got to the end of the game, I was like, wait, what What else? What? That, that was 60 to... What? Like, 
No. <laughs> but then that's what I, I said. I will if you, tell you want me to stop making division jokes, you got to platinum Final Fantasy fifteen before me. But that means if I platinum first, I, I get to host the show. Mm-hmm. No, that, you're making your own rules like Daryl does. I remember the loop. I that's been the challenge uh, uh, since but, day one for Final Fantasy fifteen. But I will, I will tell you this: um, the survival DLC for the division has uh, redeemed that game. I might check it out. It, mm-hmm. it it really it really is good. If I didn't already trade the uh, game, oh my god! But with that being said, let's close out the yes. show with some shout outs. Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, oddly enough, usually I just uh, everyone here, Tricky Troy, once again, great Frosty, pleasure having you here. Um, hopefully, you know, Yield and Alex make their way back next week. Um, shout out to my mom. I know really, I usually shout out people specifically that aren't on the show, but she listens to this. I'm sorry I'm not as vulgar as you expect me to be. Because that's what she said. She said, you're really toned down. She's like, you sound like you're getting into debate, but you just don't swear as much as you normally do. I'm like, well, that's because I'm trying not to hurt people's feelings. You're trying to be more professional. I was like, I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings. She's like, okay. (laughs) Um, Really, the listeners also... um, (laughs) She's like, you need to cuss more, pussy. She's like, don't be a little bitch. (laughs) She's like, like, you're arguing your statement, but you're sounding like a little bitch. I'm like, yes, okay. (laughs) She got a little bitch in your tone. Shout, like, mm. shout out to Mark's mom. Yeah. No, my mom. My mom's, wow. my mom's a more vulgar version of me, basically. Um, that's really you, just all I, with, well, all, all respect, does your mom have a sailor's mouth? Uh, no. It's more like the sailors like are like teach us how to speak that way. Because she knows how to do okay. it like nonchalantly, like under the radar swearing, and you're just like, wait, did you just say? Fucking go clean my room, like, but with five different. That's the best kind. Yeah, play it off like you're not swearing. But yeah, that's it. And also, the listeners. uh, Hopefully, now the shows will be released in a timely manner. Hope you guys enjoyed my half hosting. Half, yeah. I'll put a poll up. That happened. Put a poll up this week. (laughs) That was a thing that actually happened. (laughs) Yeah, that it's. That's just saying that it's very forgettable. He's gonna go. No, we, are, we already had this discussion, but all of us are like super extra out of it today for some freaking reason, and that's the reason why I forgot about that. I want to sure, shout yeah. out Tricky and Mark. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mark. Uh, always a pleasure. Shout out to Alex and Yield. Hopefully, you guys are doing okay, and look forward to seeing you next week. Shout out to Frosty for stepping up and stepping in. Uh, it's good to podcast with you, man. Shout out to all of our listeners. We uh, we love you. We wouldn't be here without you. Uh, shout out to anybody who is thinking of sending in emails. That is <laughs> trophyhors at provengamer.com. Trophyhors at provengamer.com. And uh, also, um, shout out to Mark's mom for calling him out on his... Uh, I See, I don't know. I don't want to say bad words either. But anyway, shout out to Mark, <laughs> Mark's mom for calling him out on being a pansy. There we go. Just kidding. Frosty, your shout outs. I'd give a shout out to my lovely wife, who is currently 20 weeks and a few days pregnant with my baby, my baby boy. Reagan, Reagan Lee Jones, uh, <laughs> Reagan Lee Jones will be here in 20 weeks, and I'm really excited. And um, Reagan Lee joins in 20 weeks. You weren't wrong. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to her and. Uh, Shout out to you guys for having me on the show. It's always been a, you know, it's always a blast doing a little bit of uh, junk talking and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Thank you so much. 
uh, for listening to all the content on Preview Gamer, whether it be Trophy Horse, whether we remember the loot, we always give each other a hard time. But ultimately, it's our goal to build build one another up in uh, in friendship and in in creating this family and this community with Improving Gamer. And and you know, uh, we just really appreciate it, guys. And uh, thank you so much for all the follows we've gotten on Twitch. That's been awesome. It's incredible the journey that we you know we've kind of helped uh, you know. Lifting one another up and kind of pushing for the, the Twitch to get bigger so you guys can enjoy more content for the site. So, really appreciate it, guys. Tricky. And I want to give a shout-out to all the listeners. Uh, thank you very much. The show would not exist without you guys. I want to give a shout-out to Mark and Troy. Uh, thank you guys for showing up to record this week. A big tour you to Alex and Yield, who decided they didn't want to be here this week. Shout-out to Frosty for filling in for those two losers. Oh, one more shout out uh, for me when you're done. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. <coughs> shout out to you. You got, you got shout out DLC. <laughs> shout so. out to my uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, extra content. Shout out to my guys that remember the loot. Uh, I wasn't able to record with them last weekend. I had some uh, prior obligations, but shout out to those guys. Hope they're doing well. And uh, I can't wait to get behind the mic uh, and talk some mad junk about our possible competition coming up. So. Yeah, I, I like how Daryl said he wasn't going to be there and then sneakily recorded the podcast a day before so he could be there. Right. You know, actually, <laughs> I was looking forward to tuning in on on Twitch to watch the show and found out that it had been recorded previously. I was like, damn it, really? <laughs> the one week I was going to tune in to watch it live. Well, yeah, we're, we're doing it uh, this Friday, so uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sweet. Sweet. What if we Give did a shout out to War? Right, now, okay, can we stop derailing the show so we can I thought you were out? Just, he Mr. went you. Go. Just go. No, no, I said go ahead. He had to shout out DLC. You, you, Mr. I want to go cook. I'm cooking right now. I'm talking, actually. I'm cooking some good food. All right, good. I want to give a shout out to the goddess who's sitting behind me. Uh, give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who is just the pride of my life. And I have some good news for you, gentlemen. This is the last time we're going to record a podcast with Obama as our president. Ooh, I forgot about that. That got strangely political. Yeah, that got that, that like that went from like, like where's he going with this to okay, let's all take a step back real quick. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.